Hi everybody, Drew here. Had a small glitch with my microphone. It's a little fuzzy. Don't worry, it'll get fixed next time. That said, the following podcast contains some strong language and adult themes. Viewer and listener discretion is advised. Enjoy. So welcome to the podcast. We don't. We have no idea what we're we're doing with it beyond uh, we have one. Yes. Yeah. Fair assessment. Yes. Yeah. I was even going to tease up um, who you guys are, like like guest show style. Okay. Yeah. That'd be cool. I'm curious. Yeah, but you're to... talking, so like now. Oh, we... so I should <laughs> I should stop talking. <laughs> See, I can't. Okay. Now I'm just okay. gonna, I'm leaving it on you for now. Just. Oh, do I say something now? And here's Taylor. Hi. <laughs> this is incredible. It's uh, riveting podcast material, folks. Um, all right. So today on the show, the one thing that we're going to talk about is we focus on one good thing, meaning we just take an idea and we're going to talk about this idea, whatever it is. Whenever we have guests on, that's what we're going to do, right? Yep. And so we don't know what it'll be. Sometimes it could be based on the show, which you guys, if you don't know yet, you can head over to YouTube to find the show. Yes, YouTube exclusive. Yeah, and it'll be uh, linked below for you to find it. So if you haven't done that, you can do that. At the same time, though, we're also going to talk about maybe one of those topics, uh, but we might also just talk about one good thing that stands out to us in the moment, and that's what we focus on. So the entire show will zero in on that. Okay, so today, the topic for one good thing, our one good thing for the day, right, for this particular episode will be why you decided... And what moved you guys as a team to develop the show, this content, this entity that exists based, uh, not necessarily based on, but inspired by Mr. Rogers and answered now. Wow. Uh, that is a, that is a deep question. Now let's just go right to the kisser right away. Um, yeah, so I, I mean, I think everybody knows who Mr. Rogers is and was, and that spirit is enduring. And um, uh, I think it's needed in this world now more than ever. Um, we've had uh, been thinking about doing this or something like it for two years now, and we're finally here, and it's it's happening. Um, if you look at the set of Mr. Rogers, uh, it means a whole lot more than walls and floors and doors. Um, it means something much more. Walls and floors and doors normally equal a room. A living room is a totally different thing. And um, I think the world needs to care more about children. And I think that spirit is needed. And after countless yeah. pitches and um meetings and uh failures really um and struggles uh we're finally here and obviously no one could ever replace or replicate fred or that show um but a modern twist on that and something i feel like people need this now and I think I need it too, and I think I think we need it uh, for us 
too. And people just need to know that they're loved and that they're special and that they're accepted as they are. Um, I've learned so much from him uh, and still continue to do so. And uh, yeah, I, and it's, I think our amazing group of people around us and everything has made it all possible. And so, you have too. Sorry, I, I, I teed it up. I wanted to throw that really heavy question up front because mm-hmm. there's a reason why. I, want, I, I like to kind of mix things up. I think if we do a straight up and down like, hello, my name is yeah. Edward yeah. J. Dudes. And yeah. like, I think that's fine. Yeah. But I think more interesting, suddenly we come out of the gate with this conversation about like, what is he talking about? So if you don't know by now, um, you guys set out to create original content inspired by uh, Mr. Rogers. I almost said Will Rogers. I don't know why. Um, inspired by Mr. Rogers. And it comes from a place of a community that I think is where another part of this conversation needs to start. So I like to put that heavy question up front. Now let's go backwards, right? Yeah. This whole thing begins, and I'm going to go from Taylor's perspective for this yeah. question. I'm just curious. Okay. This whole thing begins because a, a, a guy is bored at home during the pandemic. Is that a fair statement? Yeah, definitely yeah, bored. very fair statement. And you were working somewhere at the time, correct? Yes. So I, uh, well, we were both working. We had just started a business um, that was that um, very much relied on tourism, um, and I was working also. Um, and COVID started getting really bad, and all of these uh, jobs in our area were going remote. Uh, people were starting to cancel vacations just because they weren't sure what was happening with the pandemic and things like that. Um, my job all of a sudden became remote very quickly. Um, so I was working from home and then the governor shut down the beaches right when our business should have been booming, uh, really kicking off. So I'm working at home, you know, eight to five and he doesn't have anything to do really because the business can't do anything. Right. It relies on tourism and tourism was essentially canceled. Right. So, um, part of my job was in customer service. So I had to be on the phone from eight to five, except for the one hour that I got for lunch. So he has to be quiet in the house, <laughs> which if you've it met him, yeah. Yeah, is, is not next a, to impossible. I can't imagine. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he goes in the garage and he's like, I think I'm going to download TikTok. I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, I think I'm just going to download it. And I don't know. I was like, okay. So I could hear him in our garage laughing at himself while I'm on the phone (laughs) trying to be professional. And he'd come inside laughing at himself, walking through the house and then when he knew I had like a break in my work, he'd be like, look at this. And he'd show me these videos of him sitting in a recliner in our garage doing like cheesy dad jokes or like word of the day or something like that, or just laughing at himself. And I'm like, okay. And he's like, I think I'm going to post it. I'm like, okay. Like I had no, <laughs> okay, let me get back to my work here. So he did. And it really just, it, took off him just being goofy really being yourself um and it really took off and from there we really started building a community of people that needed that enlightenment throughout the day covid was a hard time for everyone i think that's a fair statement to say 
lot of people I think were in a really bad place. And so uh, going to an app where you can get that uplifting moment of the day, even for just 10 or 15 seconds, I think brought a lot of people together. It actually ended up bringing us a lot of joy too, because it gave us a way to kind of check out of reality for a little bit uh, when it seemed like the world was kind of crashing around us gave us a little bit of a checkout from reality to kind of let loose and just have fun. I wasn't on the app for the longest time and I wasn't going to be. Um, but then it just kind of skyrocketed from there. Well, and she's being nice too. It was, uh, I was severely depressed, you know, cause Taylor and I, we had finally gotten to this point, uh, where we signed this really big account and we, um, invested all of our money in the linen and the Terry and our cleaning company, uh, for the upcoming season. And then that day the governor shut down the beaches, uh, uh, to try and keep everybody safe. Well, we also lost everything right. uh, that day too. And it's not like a go out and get a job yeah. either. Nowhere right. was hiring. Time. I mean, restaurants were shutting down, so it's not like you could go and, just get a job at a restaurant serving or uh, uh, bartending or something like that because, you know, where we're at, that is a very popular job because there's so many, but that wasn't an option. Nowhere was hiring. Everywhere was on hiring freezes or they were having to lay people off because of what was going on. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, so we were in... I was in the garage one day and somebody had sent me, I wish I remembered who it was. Somebody sent me something and I thought the app was something totally different. I just thought it was a bunch of young people shaking their butts. And then I saw this video and, uh, I downloaded it and then started posting my stupid stuff. And, uh, my brother came over cause he had seen some of it and he's like, you look like crap, go take a shower and use this ring light. And, then I turned that ring light on. I was like, wow, I look so much better than I do in real life with this thing. And then we went through this. There was this phase that kind of blew up where people, no one believed Taylor was actually real. Because once I got that ring light, like people would compete for like the like kind of naughty comments. And then I just reply to it. Oh with, gosh, they were so naughty. <laughs> they were they were crazy. And they, it, it was really fun. And we got a really big kick out of it. And I just basically pair the comment with an audio I thought would fit. And then I'd wink at a certain time during it. And that was it. And then I believe it or not, his TikTok success started out with him not saying anything. Like he was actually <laughs> right. quiet. <laughs> right. And that Actually, if we had just stayed there, it would, life would probably be a lot easier. But it's, <laughs> it's funny because we never got into it to uh, like try and help people. We were just getting into it to, or at least I was getting it. But so that, that's one of my things though, that I think is very interesting is that I'm not a regular social media person, just not because I have anything against it. I just forget about it. Like I have a lot of other stuff. So in my brain for me, like I have, I I don't know. I just forget about it. I don't think about it. Um, probably looking at mountain bike crap or something, but Mm -hmm. like the fact is it existed, it happened. And then this big pivot comes along, whether you want to call it kismet, the universe, God, whatever you want to associate with it. But something comes along and eventually you start realizing that there's this community that's kind of rallied around you and you guys start doing this whole positivity thing. And then this vibe starts going and in the world of social media where it's 
in my opinion, this is solely my opinion, often very negative. It was like a beacon of light of like, man, this stuff is fun. So I would proxy, I proxy TikTok. I don't know if there's a term for that yet, but I'm making it up now. Proxy TikTok is where you watch through your significant other. And so what I do Uh is I watch through my spouse. Like, (laughs) I'm like, hey, can you show me Ed's TikTok for today? Just because like, I won't remember the, so it's terrible. Um, It's not like I'm like, there's a Russian, that's not where I'm going. But I'm just saying like, I sit there and watch it. So this goodness happens. So how does this positivity and this goodness move come through like this sort of vibe that changes? You're winking at cameras doing this thing and now all of a sudden it's like, what happens there to cause that to happen? Yeah, so a uh, creator out in Utah, his name's JT Laybourne. Um, uh, he was a, he's a heart warrior and- um, uh, I, I don't know what the, that means, by the way. So- Pardon my ignorance. Can you define that a bit Yeah, better? so he, um, I, I don't know the correct medical terminology, hi, but hi, baby. Hi. Oh, it's be- a special Evelyn. guest. Evelyn's back. Cold, yeah. It's oh, that's what you were coming over here for. She saw a cold can. She loves the cold she cans. Baby. Oh yeah. What? I don't have a phone. Sorry. You want to get a Coke? You want to go get a Coke? Yeah, she yeah. can take you to She'll get one. She'll take you get Coca Cola. Nope. She'll take you. She get says no. Nope. No, you won't, boy. It may or may not be no Coca Cola. Go get Go you see. a bottle. Ball. She's looking for the ball. Balls out there. Nope. Yes. Go get the ball. Good girl. Good job, baby. Um, Doesn't get more raw than this show. Go ahead. You were talking about yeah. So uh, when he was younger, he had to have open heart surgery for a heart condition. Got it. Um, And then fast forward to uh, pandemic times, he ended up having to have another open heart surgery. So um, I don't know the correct medical terminology of what it was, um, of what his heart condition or heart surgery was um but that constitutes him as a heart warrior and our Makes nephew's sense. a heart mm-hmm. my heart nephew's a heart warrior too, too so um and one night i was i was in my house he had uh, uh he had called me uh, a few years ago and said i just got off the phone with the american heart association and said i raised them twenty five thousand uh, dollars by the end of the year and i think i replied done and he's like well, how are we going to do it? And I was like, I don't know, but we're going to do it. And uh, Well, because at the time, too, um, the American Heart Association had to cancel all of their fundraising events. Right. They're used to having mm-hmm. large galas. Oh, so where look, they... I have goosebumps from that because that tells me it's like yeah. universally kismet. Yeah. yeah, so they usually have all of these in-person events or whatever to raise all of their money, and they had to cancel all of those. So all of their fundraising that they would typically have in a year was gone good grief and so one night uh, we're sitting in the i had a old tuxedo that i had from a mardi gras ball a red tuxedo and i told taylor uh i came out and i was like i think i'm gonna go live uh i want to go live for the american heart association and i want to try and surprise them and raise 500 bucks while they're at dinner right and um she's like okay so i went i had pajama pants on i think Mm -hmm. it was pajama pants and the 
tuxedo the red, top. Reddish, is it that reddish looking one? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 My red tuxedo jacket and then all the tuxedo like trappings on top and then pajama pants. And I went in my office and I put the, there's a donate sticker that you can add to a live and, and all the money goes, uh, directly it goes to tiltify but 100 percent of the proceeds go to the american heart association uh and i said uh, 94 minutes later we, we had raised fifty four thousand dollars. holy smokes yeah. it was unreal right yeah and some of the people like sometimes if i tell that story of people like telling you now it's like well a lot of people are like well how'd you do it i sat there and i cried the whole time that's basically Mm -hmm. it i said well if we hit this i'll put the jacket on or or something and then it just kind of went and then i just sat there and i sobbed it's really i think it just it was crazy i really think it's just a testament to the community that we have built on the platform they were everyone that was in there had some type of relation to a heart story they had some type of personal um uh story that they related to and they wanted to support and so that's really where it all came through and people were just so gracious and so giving and it was I mean I was watching from our living room couch and just in awe that so many people were like I know someone that had this condition or so-and-so had a heart attack or this or that and wanting to spread awareness about heart conditions in general um and also in support of our friends too. Yeah, well, and I really didn't, uh, and I don't, I think it's important to talk about good things that happen because I think the community deserves the credit. Right. Uh, I don't think it's about, it really isn't, like at, the, at that point too, don't get me wrong, like at the beginning of TikTok, I loved it. Like, oh, I look, I feel like I look good because everybody's saying it and they're leaving these comments and all this stuff. And it was like, well, brother, well we got to talk about the fact that there is an endorphin hit that comes from that that we can't deny. Like nobody can. And Mm -hmm. it's the same endorphin hit that like I get if, if someone responds to a comment, let's say you put something out and it doesn't matter what it is, right? I'm juxtaposing this. A video went live yesterday. This is by the way, completely raw. Like we're, there's none of this a stage just so anybody listening knows this is like legit. So we have a video go live yesterday. It's your announcement video, right? Yes. You announce this video and I watch it and we're laughing because we're seeing numbers and you're telling me numbers here. I don't have the TikToks, but I can see on Instagram like, man, that's a lot. So juxtaposed today i drop a mountain bike video that we were very proud of Uh right and we got like four likes (laughs) now all i'm saying very good ones there's not i'm not comparing those yeah but you can't help but in the reality of the thing go man that's a that's a good feeling when those numbers come through so for me what happens is it's i look at it differently it's a quality situation like i know who impacted that video i don't know five thousand people who it impacted yeah that's what the last time i saw the likes it was around that point being is like that's got to be a hit how does that how does that affect you when you're looking at this stuff to stay positive i mean that's got to be this it's got to be an ups and downs game very much so well very much i remember i think it was a week after we downloaded uh tiktok i hit ten thousand followers and i felt famous (laughs) and like, cause some of my friends were like, we were, went to the beach and they're like, he has 10,000 followers on Facebook or Facebook. Uh, <laughs> shout out to Facebook. Uh, uh, somewhere Zucky is smiling bigly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, dude's mentioned me 
I'm like, I have a special surprise for you. And Zuckerberg walks in. Wouldn't that be crazy? Hey, Mark. <laughs> He's a robot. He's a, he comes in as Android <laughs> versus like, in. hello, it is me, Mark. <laughs> but, hello. Um, the, uh, but I felt like so cool. And I felt like I, I had gone live at that point. You had to have a thousand followers to go live. And I was sitting in my garage one night and you know, I don't know how many people were there or whatever, but when I got done, people sent me gifts. Well, I didn't really realize, or maybe I did at the time I was like, it, it equaled money. So here I am without a job. I can't get one. I can't do anything to help provide for my family. I can't go out there. I'm getting this like kind of hit of excitement. And then I get off the live and realize I made 40 bucks. I made right. 40 bucks in two can hours. We, can we juxtapose one thing though? And I won't yeah. obviously talk. I don't know how much location you guys talk about, but the area in which you live is a tourism based area. Yeah. Okay. To say. Gulf so Shores. when we, okay, we I didn't know how much you deploy. Yep. So if we say, when we say to somebody, like when you say that people yeah. need to understand like 90% of its business is tourism or more. 90 or more. I uh, would say. Well, the business is, I would say a hundred percent tourism. Yeah, I mean, mostly. So, so Gulf Shore. All right, so we're talking about 100% tourism. So for you to say, it's not like you couldn't go get a job. There's literally, during the pandemic, zero work. Of, there's nothing even available. Well, and I no. think any of those, maybe those few areas in Gulf Shores that aren't directly related, even if they're not directly a tourism business, they're all related to tourism in some way mm -hmm. or right. a business that is. And so if it just, you couldn't. So, Even so the ones that aren't related to tourism right, weren't hiring right, right, either. Right. Well, know? I think some of the only ones that like, uh, well, they're direct, they're not directly related to tourism, but are impacted by tourism, like grocery stores. Yep. But all of those shut down too. Right. And you were having to order groceries for pickup or for delivery yep. or something like that. Um, and it's not like it's not like that area is a very large infrastructure of people. So like, if it's off season. Um, which we would be getting close to spring break, right? It was right at spring break. Yeah, time, so yeah. I mean, it's probably ramped up with people, but at the same time, if they don't have anywhere to go, it, the tax, the taxation on that system gets crazy. Mm -hmm. The reason I bring that up is because I think it's interesting that I understand, and I think a lot of us would relate to the idea of suddenly during the pandemic when there's not a lot of work, forty dollars, as my buddy said, would say, forty dollars is forty dollars. That's yeah. pretty dadgum good, right? I was. Oh. It was the first time I was able to provide. You would have swore he won the lottery. Yeah. For it was real. incredible. Oh, it's great. $40. I remember and I was like, being in and out of the garage and I was so jacked. I was like, I'm going to go live all the time. I'm not never going to stop. And then, um, you know, too, what I think was cool about it was it gave me a sense of uh, something to be excited about the app. Uh, it gave you a purpose, essentially. Yeah. That I, yeah, I, I guess it did. And it's not one it's a very different purpose now. And obviously that, uh, big night, which a, a lot of people are aware of, uh, uh, was, and then the night after we did the 54,000, the community did that. I think, uh, another creator friend of ours went live, did 20 grand. I think the next night, um, another, uh, JT did, I think. And, uh, we did that all together. It was 120 or 150 grand. Within I, I three can't days. really. Within That's like insane. Three mm -hmm. days. So it was probably 200,000 in three days. So, so what I think is interesting though is like that's again, um, it's a one good thing moment, right? Yes. You have this platform that is giving you $40 is $40, right? Yes. You have that, but that's not the, that's not the pivot. The pivot, the reality, what happens, it shifts everything is suddenly you do something 
and, and just for goodness, right? It was just yeah. your pure, that's a one good thing. You just said, Hey, I'm just going to do a good thing. And you, and you, and you go live and, and do this. I don't think you imagined, obviously you didn't imagine it would go that direction. No. But do you then define that? Does that become, because you did, you took a risk and did this one good thing. Does that become a life changing, like a life defining, life shifting moment for you guys? I think it shifted a lot of things. Um, it really kind of um, was the starting point of a huge movement, in my opinion. Um, because then a few months later, we got together with the with JT and um, his wife and another family, the Henrys, um, and we did another fundraising event for the American Heart Association because they were so grateful that an online community, they had never seen anything like that before. Right. Uh, it well, it hadn't been done before. I mean, TikTok hadn't even seen it before. Um, but we got together for, in uh, February um, and did another fundraising event and raised, I can't even remember, I think it was over $200,000 in one night or one weekend. Something. It was over four hundred, I think, that weekend. Okay, yeah. It might have been over four hundred. That's I insane. I think that weekend. And we had the help of... Uh, uh, Wayne Brady and Andy, Andy right. and their amazing families and Andy Grammer and AJ, AJ McLean. McLean from the Backstreet Boys. Um, uh, the Real Indian Dad, who's an amazing creator. Sheena Melwani, amazing singer, artist. Um, other creators joined the live. I hope I'm not forgetting anyone. It was just a whirlwind. I mean, it was, it was nuts and everybody did it. Now there were some other, I'll say celebrities that were going to be involved and they weren't, uh, there were some times where I was like, I can't believe I'm saying this right now. I was on the phone with the American Heart Association, but no to some of the, cause they weren't getting it or they weren't understanding that this wasn't about us. Right. Or, or it wasn't about them. It was about coming together and for other people uh, who are sh struggling. I'm not a heart warrior, but um, I feel like I know a lot of them and now I care about them. I didn't not care. I just didn't even know. You well, know there's something meant. you said, but you made the connection there. Like you made a one to one connection, yeah. even though this is what's crazy to me about this scenario. Like if, and again, I run an, I'm audience at home. I run an agency. My job is trying to connect to people. But what's wild about this is this is the kind of thing you can't, I can't manufacture it. Yeah. This is a one-to-one -one relationship that suddenly you have with thousands upon thousands of people that you may or may not ever meet, but there's something so intimate. And in fairness to you and you guys both, but it started with Ed and, and Taylor came on board. You connected. There's something that happens with your content and you specifically, there's other people this way, but in this case, you're here. They, they connect on a level that's really raw and yeah. you connect like with this vulnerability and this rawness that just drives home a, okay, a grand slam. Sorry. Oh, okay, proof baby. of life. Hi. Hi. Oh, thank you. Here. Okay. Okay. Coca-Cola. She said, mm-mm. I saw it. What did you think? <gasps> Is that a kitty? Yeah. You can't look at me anymore. That's not how it works. <gasps> okay. Oh, yeah. Careful. Sit. Would you like to sit up here? Is that okay for her to sit up here? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Hi, baby. You gotta, you gotta listen, okay? 
So I guess my point was is that I think what's interesting is that there's a there's a vulnerability and a rawness that comes through in, in your particular and in those moments that triggered a series of events. So I'm not saying that it, I'm a big believer in things happen for a reason. And there's a series of events that occur, you sitting in this chair in a garage that connects to, you know, meeting JT or whatever the case is, and then having this conversation. And then the pandemic is happening. So all of us are in a, what was amazing, the world went through a crisis, but people gave, if you go back and look statistically. And I also think it gave people a lot, a sense of hope. Because they, everyone was coming together for this common good. And even though we weren't in person, we were all there virtually. And it felt like we were all in the same room. Yep. And it's really hard to explain how that feels because we weren't all in the same room. Right. You know, with these thousands of people that showed up, um, whether they just tuned in to show support or they were able to give or whatever it was. Yeah. It was this sense of community. Um, and I think that that kind of that sense of community has carried over and continued even till now. Well, and I think what I'm going to say, and I don't think I've ever said this anywhere ever on exclusive exclusive ladies and gentlemen, we have an exclusive announcement here on the, we don't know what it's called podcast yet, but, um, uh, I talked about me. So when I download it, I'd see all these people doing all these hard dances and all these difficult trends and everything. I'm like, why are people working this hard? Like, just sit there and stare and wink at the right time. It's easy. And right. Right. I'm sure that frustrated some people. That right. I was growing and they were working so hard. And it's like, this guy just sits there and winks and doesn't do anything. Um, but I think I also at that point, I think when I press that button, I think I needed a sign of hope. And I think I needed to, because I, I sat there and I'd be like, I am never going to cry on the internet. Why are these people crying on the internet? I'm never going to cry on TikTok. I'm never going to dance. And I pressed that button uh, with a goal of 500 bucks. And I cried the whole time. And I've been crying since. Uh, it, it, you know, I mean, everybody, it's like, if something I see, a, I'm like uh, Harry and Lloyd and the right. Dumb and Dumber, they see a Hallmark a commercial. And it's like, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm emotional. And uh, it released something in me that helped me. And I, I think maybe people related to that. Obviously, they did that. Uh, it did, and they did it. We just, I was the schmuck in front of the camera that cried, you know? Well, what's interesting is that I almost see it more like um, you served as like a connector, right? You were a conduit for that stuff. Because all those people independently, they could have all done the same thing. They could have all given independently, yeah. but you were the conduit in which they all channeled that in. And, and for whatever reason, everybody connected that energy connected and suddenly boop, uh, everybody's giving because it's, it becomes this thing. It becomes like this. Wow. I want to, it's not just tribalism. It's like, I want to be part of that because it's a good thing and they felt it and they could see it and energize off. Of well, it. it's, it's so funny you say that because we could get the stats from the American heart association too. I couldn't tell you how many countries donated to the American Heart Association, but all over the world. Right. And the average donation of this, all this money raised was like five bucks. Right. That's how many there were. That's crazy. And then we effectively, I mean, we kept throughout some of these, we kept breaking the, the meter because TikTok had never set the number of donations that high right? or the number that could be donated that high. And then, um, during our big live with some of the celebrity folks and, all that stuff, uh, 
we had some of the artists, you know, AJ, AJ from the Backstreet Boys was so gracious and performs a song. Wayne uh, performed brilliantly oh, yeah. uh, and his team and family and uh, uh, Andy Grammer performed. Well, the algorithm blocked it from all the other Actually? countries and Canada being a, a big one because and the UK. And the UK because the rights to the copyrights to the music, music. Oh, and it was no. their music so what we ended up having was some of our followers in the u.s live streamed their computer screen rob was one of the big ones yeah yeah our wow so they rob. looped it they looped they, around it yes so it was live from their account but it was only streaming our screens and they put like and our, they put the Rob, sticker up. I know he put the sticker up on his live yeah. and then held our live up so everyone could see it and still donate. So people and in still the UK donate could on still his see live. It. Genius. I have goosebumps. And, from yeah. That's yeah. genius. I mean, I still think a few thousand dollars were raised that way because oh, it, yeah, we didn't have any control over it. Right. Our contacts with American Heart Association and their contacts with TikTok couldn't figure out how to fix it in the moment and so we had people that just took it upon themselves and we're like we want everyone to be able how to do great this. is that like what a what a pivot it a worldly insane. pivot it that's a insane. world pivot that's not just that's like a problem in solving it with like hey fix it just yeah. figure it out well and it's like it also makes you think it's like well licensing issues and everything it's like life finds a way you know jeff Goldblum. that's 100 like, finds a way and especially when it's something that is for good yeah. and serious and i understand why it did it I don't blame that, but, uh, you know, it was funny too, cause there's the on front of the camera live and then I'd go from so emotional and powerful and then I'd get off camera and I was so, I was screaming in the other room on the phone, trying to figure out ways we could get it fixed. And it hadn't really happened before, right? Like it hadn't really happened and then it did. And then I think they've, I think TikTok's learned a lot from it and I've seen, I, I mean, TikTok's raised. You know, without getting too political, you know, they want to shut the, uh, you know, sure. I don't think anybody, I don't think any U.S. citizen wants our, our private data in the hands of people who shouldn't have it. That's no right. Who that is. Right. Um, and I don't know who or who, who not, but I think there is something to be said and something that needs to be talked about is the lives that have been saved. Uh, because of the platform yeah and to not uh, uh the hope that it's given the hope that it's given uh the countless messages i can't name i can't name one person who has lost their life because of a tiktok data breach right and i've done a lot of research i can give you thousands of names of people who have been saved right and that's what should be talked about too uh that's the interesting side is like a lot of it, you know, we, we hear all the negativity and all these things and, and you go the other direction with it and it's very easy. So I always call that the, the lowest hanging fruit. Negativity is a low hanging fruit. It's, you have to climb a lot of times to get to the good fruit, right? The lower stuff. Yeah. And so a lot of times in these cases, I feel like we have to climb. We have to look past the easy negativity just to get, oh, it's all bad. It's all bad. Yes. And there is. And there's good too. But what I'm saying is you guys are transcending beyond dances. This is transcending beyond... Um, beyond trends this is going into like literally benefiting human life across yeah. the globe right yes. yes that's a big deal and that's a big shift when you go back and look at those things because i mean i'm gonna get as raw and if you want to cut it out you can tell me later oh, yeah. but does that taxing do you find that taxing do you ever feel like at the end of those things like is there a moment where you, you just like it drains your energy it pulls your energy down yeah, yeah. um it's uh it's quite terrible, really. Yeah. You know, there's a, 
They're what do you, really what do you mean by that, though? So, I think when you've been able to be about a part of something like that, I think, I think it changes. Our I know it at least changed me. I haven't slept much in the past. I haven't slept much since I downloaded TikTok. <laughs> Right. Um, it's not funny, then, but it, I'm sorry. It, well, it, I think it is funny too because I think a lot of people can turn it off. I've I've never really been one uh, that can. Um, but do you think that that some of that is not from like it's not? I I've been around you and on this project as well, and it's not. I don't think it's the fact that you it's you're not saying you can't turn TikTok off. I think you can't turn your brain off because I think what you found is you found some level of. Um, it's, it's like me, I'm a bit, you're a business owner too, but I can't turn my brain off for this stuff. Like I leave here and go home and my brain's still working and I don't have control over it. I can shut it down for a little while, but it's still there. Is That's what you're referring to. Is that, well, is that a fair statement? Yeah, I would say this, that um, I don't even know if we can talk about this and I think this is part of the problem, but we can't talk about suicide on social media. Right. You can't talk about it. Because, and I understand why, you know, they don't want anybody to hurt. It's like, well, who can you talk to? Right. You know, or who can people talk to? Um, and they find, so if you can't do that, you got to provide hope. Yep. And so it's like, if you saw somebody drowning right now, or knew somebody was drowning outside, would you try and help them? If you had the ability, or you had a life raft up here, I would hope you would. Right. And um, uh, I know I, I would. And sometimes I, I can't tell you, I've been on the phone with 911 in every single state more times than I can count. Biggest issue is, I think a major issue is most I like communicating like this or on the phone. I don't like texting. I don't like going back and forth like that. I get confused. It overwhelms me. I overread things. I read it too much or not enough into the, I get all, I just don't like it. And I think one of the biggest issues that, one of the scariest things to me is uh, the preferred method of communication for a lot of people is texting and 911 doesn't have a text line. Yeah, but 911 also, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I mean, there's there's no way even a lot of them, there's no face-to-face conversation, uh-uh. right? And those human cues, I mean, we're human beings. Uh, um, if, if we, sight, sounds, smells, all of it is part of our human experience that when we're communicating, all of that information goes in, whether we're conscious of it or not. And I'm not saying that like there's some spaces where I don't have a great sniffer, so I don't, I can't smell as well, or, yeah. or, you know, maybe my, I wear glasses, whatever it is, those things fine, but your, your body offsets those and picks it up. All those cues are still there. Like we're still getting this. So when we're having this communication and talking about suicide, somebody who deals with it personally, me and, and having that side of things, there is nothing more, there's nothing worse than that than being, feeling alone. Correct. So if there's a face, at least, even if it's a live, mm-hmm. like a live uh, TikTok or whatever, yeah, maybe that's a connection point for somebody. Is that where? I think that's a lot of what it is. It gives people something to look forward to. They've, they've connected on some level to the content that he puts out or that I put out or, you know, whoever. And they connect to it on some level. It gives them some uh, beacon of hope or some uh, burst of happiness. And so they come back for more and they look forward to that each time that they open up the app. Um, I have a background working in mental health. Um, I worked with uh, children and teenagers doing therapy for six and a half years. Um, And 
it's just uh, access to mental health care is um, very hard. Right. And it uh, it takes you longer to to um, get started with mental health services than it does to um, like apply for a job. Yeah. There is a stack of paperwork that's an inch thick that you have to go through and, and it's intimidating. I mean, I used to look through it um, because I was doing it. I was having people fill it out um, and it is very intimidating and that I think scares a lot of people off. And so um, I think, you know, having an alternative access point to um to that hope or that happiness or that, uh, burst of positivity, um, is a way for people in a sense, getting their own kind of therapy. That's even, a good point. even if it's not conversing back and forth with someone, they are receiving a message that you're giving out. Even if you're doing a funny dance or you're, you know, posting inspiring words right. or something like that, or raising money for a charity, People are connecting to that. They they were at that time. They still are now connecting to that in some way, shape, or form. And that is giving them that burst of happiness or hope or positivity, you know, whatever it is. They're connecting to it. Well, I, th- I think I had a real hard time, too, like, after. And I'm just, I'm still, like, learning this. And some of this is, like, brand new to me even because I'm still trying to learn why I often say to Taylor, I hate my brain because I can't stop. And I, I also, I understand if it's helped somebody, the message, you're not alone, that's fantastic. That doesn't work for me when it's four in the morning and everyone I know is sleeping and I can't talk to anyone. Sure. Or I can't, I couldn't even talk to anyone if I wanted to. Um, knowing that I'm not alone or I'm not on my own and feeling that does help me personally. And so connecting with people, it's like who have felt that way before. And oh, it's for like, sure. hey, I've felt that way before. And tell you what, it's okay to feel that way. But I'm not because I felt that way too. There's nothing wrong with that. But we want to get you. I want to help you. Help you. What can I do to help you? Yeah, it's, it's, uh, I, I, we'll talk about it a later date because there's other conversations we'll have. But, mm-hmm. The thing that drives me nuts is I'll tell my story about, you know, uh, I had a big life changing event that kind of, it didn't kind of, it definitively helped shift my brain away yeah. from that. Like some real dark, uh, uh, challenges. The thing about it for me was I could tell people what I was feeling. I can rationalize. Like I fully understand that I have a wife. I have two children who are beautiful. I, I literally did my dream. I made movies for a living. That's what I did professionally. Someone was dumb enough to give me $10 million and say, go make five movies. And I did it. So I made, or I, they said make movies and I tried to diversify the money. Um, I make as many as I can when I have the chance of a dream, but it didn't matter in my brain, the gnawing that was eating away inside of me. was like a, do you remember the movie aliens, the chest bursters that ripped yeah, out? It was yeah. like that. Like something was inside of me that wanted to get out. And what it wanted to do is get out and kill me. Yeah. And want to be killed. But I could tell that to people and say, I know that it's not, I understand and they'd be like, well, just don't think about it. It doesn't work that way. And I think that's, that's the thing about yeah. the community that's so very, very important is I, at least then I know somebody maybe has dealt with that. And it's like, oh, no, I get it. Like when somebody's really gone through it and you have that, that one-to-one, that's a huge deal. Correct. I think that people too, you know, through through our community, at least I've seen it a lot, people are 
seeing that they relate to other people in the sense that you're saying, oh, you have felt that way too, or this person has felt that way too. I'm not alone in feeling that way. And people realizing, okay, I'm not the only one. Yeah. Well, and anybody that's felt like that or whoever's watching us or whatever, I, I know at least 100% of at least 1 million people that have felt something like that. Right. And that's guaranteed. Yeah. It's not a question. And I'm not saying everybody that follows me or follows us are those people. But if if a big number is 10 and a big number is 100, then if, if you look around the world and don't think we need help or uh, that's the difference in the community, too, that we're a part of and get to be a part of is they're not. Well, just don't think about it. We treat each other as it's like, oh, my gosh, what can I do for you? Is right. there anything I could do? I'll right. sit up with you all night. I actually thought about this. I don't even know if I told you about the, the show that we're doing. I thought about the first episode at some point. I was like, this is too crazy. But I thought about the first episode being me and maybe Taylor or whoever would sit there with me. And we just sit in the living room for eight hours <laughs> while someone sleeps. Right. Just so they feel like, because I remember that. It's like when my dad could be, you know, my dad traveled and uh, 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 stuff a lot, and there were some other things. And uh, my dad's great, great, great guy, but my house made scary noises when my dad wasn't at home. Yep. It didn't make scary noises. Yeah. He was. Yep. And I just canceled the trip for that reason, because yeah. my kids were saying something like, and it clicked in my brain. It was like I was going on a, it was I was going to make money. Yeah. But I was parlaying it, and it realized mm-hmm. so I could do like some writing up in North Alabama, and I was like, why am I doing that? Like my kids were, she's dealing with these storms are horrific that we've been having and Pearl does not sleep through those. So it's yeah. like, why am I going to cause fear in my child for some stupid mountain bike thing for me? Right. I need my own exit, but I don't need that. Well, like, you have two of the most well-behaved oh. and amazing angels that we've ever met. And you were an extraordinary father. And I'm I not saying it. it because I like you. I'm saying it because of a decision like that. Yeah. And not because your decision, if your decision had been the other way. Ah, but, it was, but it wasn't growing up. My dad would go hunt and he would put hunting above all. So, yeah. so the thing that I think is, is fascinating about all of your stuff. And I just listened to you just watching is yeah. one of the things that I think is really interesting is we, we have a past. We all have a past yeah. and we have a choice to make. My grandfather said this years ago, he was a shrimper. So I don't know why sales, you'll understand why the word sales, it doesn't make sense because shrimp boats don't have sales. But here's what yeah. he told me. He, he told me a long time ago, you have a choice. You have a choice to say that your past can either be an anchor or it can be the wind in your sails. Yeah. And so like a lot of times, like for me, where I would find myself in that spot is I let my past be that anchor and it would just hold me in. I wasn't growing. I wasn't chasing growth. Yeah. And so eventually that, that past became, oh, wait a second. I learned from it, learned from the mistakes that others made. I'm not going to make that mistake. And I try hard, like even my own parents, God love them. I'm going to try and shift. Yeah. The reason I bring that part up is to slightly segue into that's growth. Yeah. You guys have grown on the channel. And one of those, listen to this masterful segue maneuver. And one of those ways that you've grown is you've decided to put out brand new content. Yeah. No? Yeah. You're not feeling the vibe? I'm I gave sorry. myself goosebumps on it. I was pretty hyped. I was excited. I could hear Evelyn coming in. And I was like so stressed out. I was like, he's going to hit something huge here. And then Evelyn, <laughs> I could hear her coming. I have my dad mode on. I was like, don't ruin Drew's moment. Don't ruin Drew's <laughs> moment. And you still got yours. You got gave yourself goosebumps. Yeah. But... 
Evan, That's some pompous goosebumps right there. I had some cocky goosebumps. Cock. Pompy goosebumps. Pompous. There's a lot of ways we can mix those words. Yeah, don't, let's not, let's, we're not going to go. I don't think we should go any further. But I'm going to get goosebumps when I watch it because then I'll know that I'll watch it after Evelyn's gone to bed. My I'll point, have, though, is that you guys have made a shift and, and you had this. What led to the point? Because we all knew Mr. Rogers. Yes. And you're 10 years younger than me. So I'm 10 years ahead of you. So I've lived with him. He's been in my psyche for a very long time. So what what happens that makes you go, wait a second. I I just, you talked about it earlier. That you, well, but there had to be, is, is it, trace it back. Was it the community? What drove you? What, what just ticked that little box off to launch it in your brain? I think a huge part of it was uh, having a child of our own. Yeah. And it really uh, puts the world in a different perspective, seeing the world in a whole different lens, good and bad. Um, but we, I think, really want her to grow up in a world that is different. Right. You know, and times are different from when we were kids, when we were her age and, you know, when we were 5, 10, 15 years old. Times have changed since then. Um, but there's so much darkness in the world and i think that we we don't want children to grow up thinking that everything is bad and um we don't want our own daughter growing up thinking that everything is bad all the time um and i think that you know one one good thing that that fred did was shining a positive light in what felt like a dark time probably for yeah. some people they could look forward to turning on mr rogers neighborhood when they got home from school or you know whatever and they enjoyed watching it so i think giving giving that in in a modern way you know times aren't the same as they were in the 70s and 80s and stuff like that when when his show was first coming out but um i don't really know what i'm trying to say but well i think technology is a fantastic thing i think it can be a really devastating thing too sure and uh i know that uh the number one job that teenagers want in china when they grow up is astronaut of course the number one job that teenagers want in the united states when they grow up influencer yeah that word makes me gag anyways it didn't it's used not to. I was like, oh, that cool. great influence anyway it's it's really quite awful so uh, uh there's amazing things that can happen because of it though and i think when you get to egos get in the way uh mine has before you know that's it feels cool like if you post a video and you're like oh my gosh ten thousand people have seen it i'm important right it's like well i i always was important 10,000 I mean that I mean that humbly like it's like what is that that makes it feel like made me feel that way I feel like social media like that I've gone through times where it's like and I feel like people go through times where it's like when you think you're so important that's usually when you're humbled yeah if you're thinking about it the wrong way when you think you're not important that's when you don't realize how important you are right and I don't know if that makes sense but it, my my arms just went because I've never really said it that way, but that's what I feel. And any time I get you start to get like this, uh, pray to be humbled. You know you will be, and uh, I think it's something you should ask for. And I think uh, I think surrounding yourself, I think love and discipline are very important. I highly recommend the people that have hurt me the most in my life 
um, uh, don't have the ability to say I'm sorry uh, or I haven't ever heard it from them uh, with any meaning behind it um, and they don't believe in something bigger than themselves and you could believe believe in something it doesn't have to be God or a deity or whatever I have my preference and I believe what I believe but you have to believe in something whether it's a book or an idea or a concept or yourself even yourself I have a hard time believing in myself you know and like a kid you know it's funny like if somebody recognizes us or something and a kid comes up you know I was a little kid too or a younger kid and quite an honorary one it's like uh, kids like oh my gosh he's on TikTok. it's like yeah whatever it's like well he's got a blue check and he's like oh really it's like what does that even mean right. i don't even know what that means right i know what it means but i don't know what it means it felt cool for five minutes and then it was like okay now what what's next and i've always had a really hard time after we've had a hard time or i won't speak for you but personally after big amazing things have happened um or really hard like felt things or amazing things for others have happened i've had a really hard time coming back from it because i i just feel it and uh um hi baby she had a, she had a near stumble moment hi baby over nothing over your own two feet huh oh yeah but um yeah i uh i also understand and i've said this before I'm not comparing myself to like a famous person or whatever, but I I said it to Taylor. I understand why I some of the greats have left. Yeah. You know, uh, and they feel alone. So, you can have everyone around you and feel alone. Oh, no, that's what I mean. I totally yeah. get it. I mean, there's a point in which. So I, the, the thing that I would say outside perspective, right? Yeah. So we're working on this because, and I told you, I, we're doing, I'm involved in the project with you. Um, because I think it was important. He's the director and it's amazing. Uh, I think it's important, but I, the, the reason I'm here is I don't have a TikTok account. Mm -hmm. Can't tag me in that. I I gain nothing from it. I I don't, I mean, I have an Instagram account, but I don't really care if you ever publish it or not. (laughs) Um, if you tag my business, that helps me. So I appreciate it. I have a business and I have, I'm responsible for 10, 12 people. Yeah. yeah, Big time. Website. You can put it on my forehead. Yeah. Yeah. Check it out. (laughs) Uh, I'm responsible for a bunch of people's lives, but the reason I'm here is because I believe in the mission. And I think one thing that some of us struggle with when we get put in charge, whether we like it or not, whether the universe does it or not, is we hit this thing. It's called imposter syndrome. You ever heard of this? Yes. Right. Yeah. So I'm just going to say, I don't know if that's what you're dealing with, but I will tell you this, just, just person to person, right? Uh, bro to bro, person, human, human. You're, you're where you are because you're supposed to be there right now. And, it, and the crazy part is, I always take it, I, I think it's a beautiful thing, and I think you've done this. I think your community does it, which I think is absolutely amazing. Whether it's one point whatever million followers or just one, they're all they're all equal. Yes. Right? So at the end of the day, where you are, if you help one person or you help one plus million people, doesn't matter. It's exactly the same. Because at the end of the day, a life is a life. And so I think what you're doing is really, really fascinating. I think what you're doing, and I think you're supposed to be here. Y'all are supposed to be here. I think if you go back and really scrutinize your life, there's probably a series of events that secretly prepped you for this moment. Well, I think that every, every high and low that we have experienced 
prior to getting on social media and since being on social media has led us to this point. I'm right. a firm believer in right. that 100%. And it may not all make sense in the moment, but it's starting to make sense that right. these, like you said, these series of events, I feel have led us to where we are, have um, uh, called us to do this, you know, if that even makes sense. Um, not not just for our own family, but for families everywhere. And I think that, um, you know, all of us still have a little bit of kid inside of us. You know, we never truly grow up 100%. Right. And I think, I think one of our goals is to um, not just help the next generation, but help our own generation too. Because we can all, I think, benefit from... What know. we're doing, yeah. I, I think what we're all the community collectively is going to do with us, and yep. they're they're writing it, you know, or they've written it, or it's about it's not about actors. Like there might be actors on the show. I wanted Dwayne Johnson to play the mailman, <laughs> right, on the, on the show, and we're a little, and he's been very good to us. And we're working on it. We, uh, yeah, we're, it's in the works. <laughs> Just say uh, we're in negotiations. We're in negotiations. Uh, it's one-sided right Dwayne. now, but uh, maybe yeah, uh, yeah. you know, he, anything he can happen. Anything can happen. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I think you. Well, and I will say this, and please keep it in here. You you might cut it out or whatever. I'm not but editing you, this. It's raw. Like, that's the point. Yeah, well, babies interrupting the whole thing. Yeah, the uh, uh, if you I, and I told. Taylor this I told Drew this the other night that if you had told me that Drew was gonna be no, involved, now I am cutting this part out then well you have to you given me all these compliments this is a guy that I've looked up to and we've worked together for a really long time and when I told my dad I had a director he's like oh cool and I was like no dad like he's the guy that did and I had to put it in a so he no, recognize he's like does he know i've been in a movie because he ended up in indianapolis okay. a lot more than i did right uh <laughs> and uh i got a minute <laughs> right and uh which so he gives me uh crap all the time about it but um i said it's the guy that directed the shoe station commercial he's like oh you know and i was like yeah he's like oh he's really good and i was like well you give me some credit i i, I, felt, I almost busted my face 10 times on that thing but it was so much fun so realistic. It's one too. of my favorite things I've ever like done. Like if you ever tried to be a runner, that is legitimately what would happen to you. Oh yeah, I remember. <laughs> yeah, that was a <laughs> that was a great time. But we had a blast. It didn't feel like work. No, yeah. no, but that's what everything's supposed to be. So like, uh, uh, this is airing after we filmed the what we're calling a pilot. Yes. Right. And we, I, oh, look at that watch. I think we were there. I think I calculated. We, I got there roughly at 3 p.m. Yeah. And I left at like 11.30 p.m. Yep. So it was an eight-hour an eight hour run. A lot happened in that eight hours. Sure. We had things, and we were figuring stuff out. We had to light it for the first time. There's a lot. So don't think it took exactly that long. But the, I say that to say, like, it's exploratory on yeah. purpose. It's like the prologue, maybe? Kind of. Yeah, it feels that way. I was thinking of that. It's like, is it episode one? Yeah, kind of. Is it a prologue? Like a rough pro, like yeah, a rough like here's prologue. Where it was. It's like this is where we're headed. Yeah, it's gonna get better and cleaner. Um, and I just I was, don't want to trip on that one cable hi, right baby. there. You don't want to trip on the cable. Do you baby. want to hang with with? I the love baby. you. Do you want to hug? You gotta watch. But um, I was thinking about this too. You know, if you watch back Fred's stuff, it's not that overproduced. 
is very simple. Uh, uh, because very it doesn't have to be. And complex at the same time. Well, it's for children. Yeah. Yes. I mean, that's the thing that we were talking about on set one day. Like one one portion of the thing, we got in there, we started we started vibing, and, and I just looked at that and was like, man, this is for kids. And he's like, you're right. Like both of us just went to this mode of like, not autopilot, but kind of like confident creator mode. Yeah. Right? yeah. And this is a challenge because it reverses it. The thing that I think is interesting is that it looks retro right now. And as we go, I think it's going to modernize and it's going to become its own thing. It's going to literally grow into something. Yeah. Right. And it's sprouting, but we don't know what we've planted yet. Well, and I think I think you told me we all know it happened because we were all there. But you told me there's a scene where I'm supposed to say I love you to Taylor. And I, when I'm speaking downwind, I said I love you straight to the camera <laughs> and not to Taylor. But, but then you I turned mean, back to Taylor. You like reversed the whole like, gag. I love you. And I was like, I turn your head to Taylor and say I love you. And I turned my head from Taylor to the camera and I said I love you to the camera and to Drew and to everyone watching. Which oh, so cool. I see where I stand. Well, all, well, what's cool is all the way around. I love you. But it was not the way this <laughs> scene was supposed to go. But I thought it was awesome but that's the point is it's this yeah. raw thing and that's what it is and i think the other side of that is that's this is the extension of that this is the extension to say we're talking about overview here because i think it's important because there's yeah. going to be people that come across this or watch this and need to understand where it came or where it comes from it yeah. comes from a very humble place it comes from a very honest place right there are some people that are their community they know this stuff they know it like they, they've heard it. They've heard you talk about it. They lived it because they were there with you. They helped build it. Yes. So this is as much a celebration of them as us just having this convo. So it works on multiple levels. So yeah. if you're part of the community, hey, thank you. Well, like this is you pat yourself on the back. This is all of us talking together. But if you're new, it's a whole nother experience. What I think is really interesting is this gets to be the raw conversation. And I imagine down the road, if we continue this the way it goes, that if we were to go in the first episode is about friends, right? And yeah. this is a separate podcast from that. But if we go into a conversation where the one good thing is just friends, that we have war stories, we have tales of highs and lows, we have these great emotional moments, that when we share those, those are raw, those are adults talking. So this is a chance for us to communicate to the other parents, to the other adults, to the other big kids in the room, right? Yeah. And I think it's really fascinating that what you have now is you have the ability to communicate to multiple levels. Well, well so, and I think too, you know, each, each episode plays on real life experience. Right. You know, our first episode is about friends, and a lot of the the dialogue that we had during the episode came from real experience. And you know, we don't say in the episode, "Oh, you know, in my experience, in my time, you know, right. nothing like that. But it all comes from a place of experience. And I think that's one of the best ways that we can um, teach others, whether it's kids or adults or whatever, is speaking on our own real life experiences, because it really does shape who we are as individuals. I think it helps us grow into the people that we are, the people that we're becoming, what this show is becoming too. Well, and I think, too, I was thinking about this on the way over here because this and thinking about your hi, baby. Um, I think if kids want to be like an influencer, however you define that when you grow up, you right. should uh, model that after one of the best, which is Fred Rogers. That's true. And and I know and I've said this before, too. It's like it is it was a children's show, but it's like there's a reason all the adults are still talking about it. Yeah, because he had a huge, huge impact on their life. And it's like if we can mix some of that stuff and, and children need truth. 
we could get away with a little bit more than they uh, could back then or, yeah. or the network could or, well, we or whatever. Well, in some ways we have to though because yeah. you don't want to and I don't have the degree you do I just have the, the a little more time in the parent box mm-hmm. yeah. uh, Justina has some too but if, if you shelter and hide away and, and don't give them enough truth enough reality it's okay just spin it back around I just gently mark. and then um, lift it up just a pinch oops it's okay I only screwed up once you got it. You're so good. far you're good Okay, is that good there? Yeah, it's, I kind of like it. I feel official. I should have. I should have cut over. I'll just sit lower. So I so I no, you're fine. You're <laughs> um, it, it, but it's it is interesting for us to consider the idea that um, if 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 we shelter too much and we lie about too much, yeah, we're lying to our kids. Yeah, and there's a little bit of reality. So having we don't have to be like, here's the pain that you're going to feel, child, because they're not going to yeah. understand the context. But being honest about it which is a great little sequence that we have. I think it's good. But that's where I think having people that, that if when you go live or on TikTok for you guys to communicate to or this platform, this is where you can have that same thing of like, hey, I watched the show. Here's what I felt. It is important because I have, I mean, I there's some friends that I have that I'll never see again. And man, I hate it because I yeah. love them dearly and I miss them. And I went through some shit with those people. See, I can cuss in here. Sorry, I didn't do it in front of her. Oh, yeah. She wouldn't pay attention. But like I went through it and yeah. then on the other side and I'll never see that side of it. So I think it's important that we can have that level of dialogue. Well, and I think too, it's important too that, you know, I'm not an expert. He's not an expert. You're not an expert. You're a licensed children's therapist though. Right. But that still doesn't make me an expert. I may have a little bit of knowledge in that area, but I think going off of real life experience, uh, says a lot. It speaks volumes. I'd be curious what you define, and I'm curious what you would define as an expert. Well, I don't know if there's really an uh, an expert of anything. I think a lot of people know a lot of information about a yeah. lot of different things. Um, but an expert, I don't know. It depends on what you define as an expert. If I didn't have you, I probably wouldn't be on this earth. I consider you an expert in something. And uh, uh, and uh, I think people need people. And people need to be honest about their feelings and not brush people off when they try and give them signs and clues. And, and 100%. It's, it's like I, I can tell you, and I've, I've de- we've dealt with it. We struggle. This Honestly, getting this done, I, I recommend being a good person. I recommend you be prepared if you choose a good path, right? Like, or the path that, uh, that, and mean it. Like, I want to change the world for my daughter. Dwayne Johnson, when they hired us to go do this, I saw the power of putting a mirror in front of people, random people on the streets in LA and other cities and all this stuff that simply said, you are enough. Right. They'd walk up. They'd look at it. What is it? It's like we'd set up this like red carpet thing. People would stand in line, not even know what they're standing in line for. And then they get to the front of the line and they're standing in front of a mirror that says you are enough and they start breaking down. Right. And then we gave them up. I think people need to hear that more too. Yeah. You are enough. I don't think they hear it enough. Right. You are enough. Well, as you are. And there's got to be, there doesn't have to be the dinner table, but there has to be when a kid 
when I was a kid, you know, when I was a kid, when yeah. I was yeah. a boy, but it's different now too. And it's like when kids, if they've got a phone, if they got a hard question to ask, they're going to go to Google. If you go to Google and you type, how do I make my parents? The first thing that comes up proud is yeah. proud. And it's like, gosh, I want to make sure that she never has to ask that question. And if she does, she hopefully comes to me. Well, that's interesting though, because that's a twofold thing, maybe from my perspective, is that you've got to instill that in you've got to instill that strength in your kids, which is a challenge. Like you've got to you got to work with them. I mean, that's where I I'm a big my kids compete on what they want to compete in. Um, Like they're not really super competitive because I wasn't I am now as an adult, but I wasn't as a youngster. Yeah. Um, But competition does give them ability to understand winning and loss and and how to process and really to hopefully achieve that next one. Like I lost this game, but I'm going to win the next one. So it gives them a goal. And I think it's important, but as parents, you also have to look back and be like, wait a second, I got to stop for a second. It's Mm. not just doing like part of my job is to instill that, to give that, to be here as best I can be present for that. But I also have to make sure that I do the same thing backwards and say, Hey, you know what? I'm proud of you. Baby, that is dad. That That's my driver's license. And his driver's license number. Could you show that to us real quick? <laughs> well, in respect to you too, one of the things when we were talking, so everybody at home knows, uh, when we were talking, a big part of us in our initial meeting with the studio and uh, your amazing people was that Taylor, that I would take care of me right. as a person, that you guys would take care of yourselves. And that we would be able to take care of our families That's right. mentally and not put ourselves through too much. Yep. Because I, I, I don't, I forget that she has, re, I've been through for the longest time. I, I have to be reminded to eat because it's like the internet never shuts off. There's always people that need help, but I also have to help myself sometimes. Right. Or take a break or relax. And I've always oh, it, had it's a really hard time. Look, it's crucial. Like that. I learned a long time ago, the way my brain works, I had to have a hobby. Yeah. And Sarah will tell you, she'll make fun of me. Cause like I could have a closet of hobbies yeah. of like different things, like all kinds of random stuff. The yeah. one I always wanted was golf, but I can't do it. So I play video game. I told you the other <laughs> night I play video game. I literally pour whiskey and I play video game golf yeah. and then I scream at it. I get mad at the TV, oh, but yeah. it is just my catharsis. Like it's good for me. Yeah. But mountain biking is that cause I have to have some level of exercise, but I had to literally go through and build. I spent almost seven years studying all my behaviors to build what is the most effective way for me to be able to live in this world. Wow. So you, I, growth is something I take very seriously. And I yeah. think it's important that we don't talk about it. We overlook it. We just say, take a pill or do this. I'm not saying not knocking meds, Yeah. but there's so much more to it. I had to change my diet. Like I can't have sugar. Sugar literally exemplifies my depression. Yeah. Those kind of things. So that's interesting. I think, I think like finding that rhythm for yourself is part of the goal of the content itself. That's what I meant when you're sitting in here. Well, is we're going to work together to help each other. I've been uh, I've been quite terrified. You know, I had all this stress, like getting uh, these past few years trying to get this made and get this done, and then uh, you know was, we're finally here to where we can announce. We're two days out from the announcement. I was fucking terrified. Right. Uh, terrified what's everybody i have barely opened i've my phone's been on uh, going off a lot um and i've got my notifications on the social stuff off 
but I haven't been able to open it. Taylor's told me it's gone well, and some of our friends have said it's going well, and this is where it's at, and it's going. I'm like, thank God. Anything somebody said I should shave my bread, apparently. It's the best quote. that's yeah. the worst thing, it's like, and you're watching whoever said that right now. Episode two is going to how to... <laughs> no. How to no, shave your bread? How to shave my bread. Oh, my and God, I'm so in. We're all going to learn a new bread. skill. Yes. Um, but uh, it's that's a commercial. No offense to that first, like I, I this is it made me happy because uh, and it really did because everybody has their uh, opinions on everything. But I was really terrified too because I want everybody to know it's like no one is trying to replace. Like I am not trying to replace Fred. Right. Uh, he can't be replaced. Right. And I, this is the camera right now, right? Yeah, you're down. Right uh, there. You're just as important as he was. And is and still is to everyone. Everybody that's watching is. Um, I think that's what sometimes we forget. You can have the same kind of impact he had. And if it takes care of one person and makes sure one person is here, if this show helps one person stay here, then it was all worth it. All the money, all the everything. And I believe that. Now, of course, I want it to help a lot more people. Um, I don't think everybody will like. I think children will like the show. I think parents will like some of the things that are kind of slid into the show that are, you know, Disney makes those jokes that, you know, parents will get, not everybody else will, or some reference or the old retro toys or whatever, whatever we decided to do with it. Um, I don't know that everybody will love this part, you know, uh, but I think this part might actually be, is just as important because you and I don't agree on every single thing. That's right. We, we use You're right all the time. And I mean it most <laughs> of the time, but it doesn't mean I always agree with you. I have to come to that uh, point, uh, of course, but um, we live in such a swipe left, swipe right, up or down culture. It's like, you, you don't like what somebody's saying, you can just have a new friend. Yeah, I look forward to like maybe um, finding ways of bringing the community into this conversation as well. Yeah. So like, uh, we'll have an email for it and all that. We'll have a way to get conversations in. And I think maybe carving out a little time in that window going forward. You talked about it right before we went or maybe while we were live. But I think if we have that to like talk about some of those things, I think that's something interesting. Yeah. Because it's not just, it's reactionary, like good or bad. You got to deal with it. And sometimes like shaving your bread is the fun part of that scenario. Like obviously they just wanted to see you without a beard. I get yeah. it. Um, I remember those days. There's a picture. I have that weird goatee f- picture. Yeah. Well, I, <laughs> I just showed it to your daughter. That's on my IMDb. I, I, but I actually have a photograph of it in my office. Oh, in your office? A printed one. Yeah. yeah. It's in there with like uh, another guy. Named, did you know Boogie? Yeah. 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 Boogie Danny. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. But I have a picture of him. I just and it's like him and you. It's like all my like ether buddies. Yeah. I just found all these f- pictures and I was like, I'm keeping all these. This is prior. This is like a, a year ago. Yeah. It was crazy. I was like, oh, that's crazy. I'm keep that it. was one of the coolest. And so everybody here knows. I told Drew this the other night. We were on the phone. Actually, we were on the phone and we we totally changed. I don't know if you want to talk. The first episode was supposed to be best friends. Yeah, that's right. 
and uh, Drew called me. I had my concerns. I didn't want to bother Drew. Drew had his concerns and sent me an email, and I didn't get it. And uh, Ed does course, not check his emails. I don't. Or Never. My text or I'm awful Never. At it. I, I'm I mean, terrible. I told Sarah, I was like, I'm just gonna get Taylor's. And but then I'm like, oh, it's she doesn't the, want my manic crazy emails. No, I mean, it was like only six way. paragraphs long though. It's the a only detailed description. If it's something that he needs to see, send it to me, and I will ensure that he gets it. It's, it's not, brought to his attention. I get distracted. Like, I'm like, I need Pokemon cards. So I'll go get Pokemon cards. It's like, I got to check my email when I get home. And then it goes into something else. Yeah, it's so bad. Um, and I, I think it's like, I never really grew up. So I had to do that for so long. No, I get it's it. like, you had to be like, boom, boom, boom. And now it's like, well, I can kind of just move here and there. And I like that. You were, you were saying before I, I interrupted, we were talking about the, the shift in the, the title. We changed the concept of me of episode one. Yeah. Best friends to yeah. Drew. You called me and uh, I'm, I'm glad you said it. We talked about and moved everything to uh, close friends and closest friends who are our closest friends because I think uh, well I know I have had times where I don't feel like I have any friends right definitely not a best friend right um, I mean I, my point my my concept was and I don't know if there's a, a relatable childhood psychology side of this but I was just thinking like I was talking to the girls about it my, my daughters yeah and, and I, I said who's your best friend and, and they clicked um well I have a lot of friends and it was like oh my god you're right like how could I say one friend is better than mm-hmm. the other ones and then when I was talking to Ed it's like well I have mountain bike buddies that I'll never bring around you guys because they're heinous monsters right <laughs> <laughs> they are but they're that but they're my best friends in that space that I do something. Meet them. oh they're fantastic <laughs> But they're a separate. Put me on a mountain bike. Oh, oh my god! Gosh. But they're a separate group. And then I have friends. The guy that was just here is one of my closest friends. I've known him forever. Film yeah. industry doesn't relate into that world at all. But see, so I can't say that somebody is my best friend. That is excluding so many people that I do look at as I have relationships. I've invested in those because friendship is not just a one-way street. There's an yeah. investment. And I think that's something that's very interesting when we start talking about. I think that's, uh, it's interesting that you say that because I'm thinking back to when I was in elementary school and I had my quote-unquote best friend. Um, there was a new girl that moved into our school. She was in my class and I wanted to be her friend. And so I told my best friend, I'm going to be best friends with her for like a week and then I'll come back and be best friends with you. Right. And her world was torn apart right i mean it caused like a huge falling out for six-year-olds yep you know we were six seven years old and it's like you know as children when you say best friend that equates to one usually that's it and because i think that that a lot of times children don't understand that best friends can be numerous people you can have numerous best friends but it's been made out to that one is the best. And like you said, it's, it's not fair to have children pick one as the best, like a competition. That's what I'm saying. Who yeah. Can, survival of the fittest almost. But then is it, I mean, arguably are we then creating expectations inside the children that you have to perform a certain way in order to be someone's best friend. And that to your very earlier point is the exact same thing of like, now we're asking kids that you have to make another friend proud of you. Yeah. No, man. That's weird. You just have a relationship with them. Yeah. I mean, that's why, like, to me, like, opening with that is so profound and having this conversation, that's deep. Because it doesn't matter at the end of the day whether uh, we lose, we have friends, we we talk about on the show, but we've lost friends, all of us here have. We've gained friends, right? We have new friends, old friends, whatever it might be. 
the reality of it is like, you can't ask somebody to perform a certain way to be your friend and put standardizations on those things. Either you relate and, and that person adds value and you add value. Yeah. Or you're not friends. Yeah. Well, and I think too, that a good friend is one that challenges you. Yeah. If I think you're doing something silly, I'm going to tell you. And except in the mountain biking community, because they're usually like, send it, bro. And then, oh, and then you oh, wake up with a broken arm. See, I'm all up. As long as, I've always said this, it's like, I'll do anything as long as there's a camera. Uh, and we could at least try it. Oh, boy. Uh, we mm. could at least try it, because at least we have a funny video if it all goes uh, mm-mm. Uh, wrong. Nope. But, um, <laughs> the, uh, I want to go mountain biking. No, nope, you can't go. No, We're, that's going to be a hard no. That's a hard no. You're just, too fragile. Well, I you just want the fragile. costume. I want to wear or the outfit. The costume. Uh, that costume. I just offended all your friends. I did this with sports stuff too. I called it costumes. We I met some I met some football player. I was like, oh, I love your costume. And he's like, and I was like, I'm in outfit or uniform. uniform. That's what I meant. Oh my god. This ah. is this is why it's a hard no. Also, yeah, uh, yeah. you're too fragile. Yeah, that's fragile. perfect. Fragile. Fragile. It's Italian. Italian. Madonna, Principesca, Delicioso. She, she agrees. You're too but, um, oh, no, the, too uh, it's crazy too, because I think it's so cool. Cause, and what's crazy, and I don't know if you've thought of this, but I just thought about it too. You know what connected you and I again? What was that? TikTok. Oh, that's true. Oh, that's true. You know? That's right. You like, called. Because no, if, it, if it hadn't, yeah. well, I, I just, like, if TikTok and all this stuff hadn't been happening, you and I wouldn't be doing this. This And and when... Uh, uh, but I kept tabs on you because I always look for an excuse to, to figure out how to get you in something else. Yeah. Because well, I would check on you through Suzanne. Yeah. And we... Uh, and then uh, OWA and all that stuff. All and crazy. Uh, not that we weren't connected, but what made this all happen. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, for sure. bigger... It's like, if TikTok wasn't a thing, it's like, you may not have TikTok. But TikTok is having an effect on you, which I think is really cool. Yeah. And that might be through me and all this stuff. Right. It's a like, proxy talk. I think I told you, too. It's like uh, the other night when we were on set, I was like, this is going to save someone's life. Yep. Like, and when you get that first message, like, yep. I'm going to send it to you when, when you get that, when that first one comes through. And it's like, it's amazing. It's yeah. an amazing feeling. It's addicting. Uh, um, people, we've, we've lost a lot of people in our life since, uh, uh, social media and uh or evelyn's been born it's like and we don't we're not really exactly sure why i don't know if it's because uh, you know attention's on her i, I don't know I, I don't really know but uh we love you uh, and we've kind of understood but i don't think it's like sometimes friends and seasons and stuff like that changes and i i think that's okay uh but it's really hard and realizing that we got a we got a bunch of crap from people in our personal life when we're like, hey, we're meeting some of our friends from TikTok. And they're like, are you sure? Are they gonna kill you or something? You know, yeah, like right, everybody's right. like, what what are they yeah. gonna do? Are you guys what are you what are you doing? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Are you guys weird or something? And it's like, no, we just really connected with. Is them there gonna be life. a bowl with some keys in it? Yeah, an upside down pineapple. Yeah. I don't know what that means, but people. Well, always I think say people that. had a, a, a misunderstanding almost of what that looks like you know oh you see these people on the internet and now you're just gonna go randomly meet them it's like but, but because the world we're in has been like this crazy scenario yeah. but i'll be honest with you uh just the idea like i can't fathom uh like how much different the world is from just a dating standpoint well and that's I what was I, literally that's just what thinking said. that that's what we said drew to him i was like they're on tinder or snatch.com or whatever and we missed did i 
Is that what it's called? Snatch.com. <laughs> <laughs> this... I'm going to promo this. The following episode is brought to you by Snatch.com. When you really I need to go, go daddy that if you force somebody else to. I'm sure that's gone. And I'm sure. Does. Do not go to that website, please. Do not go. We're not sure where that'll take you. Gosh, I'm so awkward. But I think what, I think what you're saying is, you know, it's kind of, it's similar to online dating. You meet someone online, you have conversations with yep. them, and then you agree to meet. Right. You know, same kind of thing. And we missed that. Like, we, we were together yeah. before all that. Oh, yeah, yeah, And yeah. Uh, I'm thankful for that. Uh, just because I don't know that... Maybe it's like TikTok. I mean, people on TikTok. Well, I don't know. There's a weird adjustment phase, though. Like, I have friends that are... Uh, one of my buddies in LA is older than me. Uh, yeah. And so... Uh, He's on one of those now, Bumble, which one of those things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bumble is what he's on. And I mean, he, we don't tell like war stories like locker room talk. Yeah. But we, to me, it's fascinating because like I had to work very hard to even talk to my wife, much less eventually muster the courage to ask her to marry me. And so just getting that first date was a tremendous amount of effort. And I was like, how many days have you been on? He's like, oh, seven this week. He's like, I've been on a date every single night this wow. week. And I'm like... What? And I don't think his term of date means like anything. Yeah, yeah. Like he was literally saying he went out with seven different people because he could. Yeah. Well, and that's that's what I was saying. Book. Yeah. I think too. I think there's something in the. um, I just don't. Baby. I think there's something in. uh, I and I'm not knocking it either. No, no, I'm not either. I'm I'm using it. We're we're not we're not knocking it either. I just I simply don't understand how maybe some people don't understand us meeting. Uh, yeah, TikTok. people off of right. TikTok or right. like visiting people from TikTok or whatever. Um, but I also, it's like I can't imagine myself. It's like maybe, and I'm just curious. I don't, I don't know because I didn't do it. But it's like, man, if I like before I met Taylor, like I read some profile about her and like knew all these details and her what movies she liked and everything. It's like if I knew all that before, could I find interest in? Like I'd much rather just like learn. Well, I think that's, but, but, but we, it's, it some of it's time, society and yeah, time. And, yeah. and that's what I'm saying. Like, even with the content that we're creating for the show, there's a classic side of things. There's like yeah. this little, this little homage to the past because yeah. I think it's important. But I also think what's interesting is that it can still be relevant towards the future. And sure. I think that mm-hmm. you can look at both and say, look, this, I mean, g- being honest and being good is never out of fashion. There's no shift, right? It's timeless. I'm so glad you said that, because I was thinking that earlier, and I was gonna say. Well, I beat you to it, so on, then. And you beat me. Well, you uh, make sure to tag me in your TikToks. Being I don't even good. know what that means. Can you tag people? <laughs> you would have to know. I called him yesterday before I was getting ready to post. The I gave you the wrong. I gave you the wrong. You I did. did. He, I was like, Drew, I'm getting ready to post. We're getting ready. I said I was gonna post it this time, and uh, so I was live yesterday, and I got the approval from you. Yeah. Uh, for the post. Yeah, and I was like, I just got the approval, so I'm gonna shoot for this time and all that right. stuff. And I told all these people that were in there, and they were like, "Super Jack," they're like, "Post it now." And I was like, "No, I got some stuff to do." Are you dusting? Um, and uh, that's a deep clean. Yeah, thank you, Evelyn. See, I think this is how it's supposed to go too. It's like most people would be like, there might be somebody watching who's like, "Get that kid out of there during the thing." It's like, well, that, yeah, that's the reality. This is just this is real life. This is what it is. And, uh, um, but, uh, I was so excited and I called Drew, I called Drew yesterday. I was like, okay, Drew, I need your, I need your handles for your like socials and stuff. He's like, uh, go 
ahead and try try this one. I gave, I, him, I like, gave him CRFTSHO, the old name. And so I went, I had got that one, and then I was like, this doesn't seem right. Maybe it isn't in Instagram. And I was like, I don't know if this is the right one, so call him. He's like, you know what, just... Just go ahead and post it. Just don't do it. Just go ahead and post it. And so, but then, then I call Allie, who's my social media person, and I was like, hey, listen, uh, there might be a post coming through. You need to approve it or something. Whatever you got to do with it. And then I got a message from her like later last night. She was like, hey, that never came through. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry. I forgot. I told him don't worry about it. <laughs> God, no. I, just, I don't know what I'm – it's not my space. Like yeah. I'm – I'm 100% for it. I'm not anti it. It's just not my space. Well, it's funny because I, I've told people, I've tried to tell a lot of people who are very involved, uh, and I'm not knocking anybody, but I don't think anybody, I, I told Taylor, I was like, I'm not sure anybody takes me seriously sometimes, which I totally understand, but sometimes when I'm real serious, I am real serious. Yeah. And a lot of people that really do understand what we've been able to uh, do on the social, do on the social, do on the social. Yeah. <laughs> what you guys are doing on the socials over there? Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, a bunch of that, uh, that do understand it. It's like, you know, some of them reach out. They're like, Oh my gosh, you, you really did it. And I was like, yeah, I was trying to tell you all we were going to do it and I wasn't going to stop. And uh, when I, I posted this video, a few of them, uh, my most viral videos ever, me tying that tie for yeah. people, for yeah. kids or parents or single parents or whoever. And when I saw that, I was like, this is happening. And I'm going to go as hard as I can until I can maybe teach somebody how to tie a tie or just tell them I'm proud of them. And uh, I think the response is, uh, if it helps one, it's it's worth it. No, look, I think the show will do really well. I think it'll be exciting. I think this content will be fun. I think... What we have in front of us is a lot of stuff that, of raw, organic. It is what it is. Like the show is scripted, obviously, yeah. but everything that happens around it, we have. I mean, that's just life. Like kids being here, whatever it may be, who cares? That's just life. Yeah. And I think that once we go through that, what I think the beauty of that is, is that we have this content that lets her see things, lets my kids see things. They grow up with it. Kids can enjoy it. Yeah. But then on the other side of it, here's this really raw, really new, really unique. I was looking at a plug over there. Oh yeah, <laughs> I really and it's right at kid finger height too. Yeah, this oh, place yeah. is definitely not child safe. At all. <laughs> That's okay. But like once we're done with like once these things come out, once these episodes or content or podcast or TikToks or whatever it is, once they drop, it's a, like a whole new experience because this is different. Like yeah. I think we're this is inside baseball. I swear to you guys, like audience wise, there is no there's no filter, no. Um, which is good. It's a, well, I think too. It's like we were talking about the. Um, Except for on the show, there's filter for children. Yeah, filter yes. on the show. Obviously, <laughs> we want to put anything out there, but I think showing some of the some of the blooper, like letting it roll. Yeah, uh, we talked about continuity or the. Yeah, we threw that out the door. Yeah, there there is none. I mean, right. there's a, a very familiar living room and set and everything, but it changes, and it's supposed to be. Well, that doesn't make sense. It's like I'm glad you're watching. I would just challenge people to try and follow the turtle. Oh yeah, yeah. Good luck. Or, or uh, <laughs> watching frame to frame when suddenly things get added. Yeah. There's so many little nuances. Maybe one day we can do a contest where like if, if, if we hide something in there in plain view and you find it, maybe we can find a way to do a giveaway that way. I like that. But buried like in the that. show. Something really fun that way. Did it, And I haven't been able to, emotion, like I've been trying to since the launch last night, just kind of keep my head together because i'm i've been scared you know anxious just with everything that we've all put into it but uh i don't 
Were there any comments about the 143? No. No one's so seen are it. all those people? I mean, uh, I've or, seen a lot of 143s in the comments. Yeah. But, yes. But I don't think anybody has called it. Has caught Has called the, it out yeah. on the video. Not that I've seen. There's a lot of 143, 143. Right. But the and actual 143 from. I love it. I do think it'll get more blatant in the title sequence, obviously. Yeah. Once yeah, that yeah. happens, that ga- that gag exists. If people know what it means, which I think a lot of your community does. Yeah. Well, I think uh, showing people. I think sometimes it's easier to say to people and strangers too. It's like a sign of one four three. Right. If someone knows what one four three is, they know, and they'll say it back to you without walking up to str- some stranger being like, "Hey, I love you." Right. Um, I did this bit. I have to say this too because the other night we were shooting and. Uh, I was shooting this, I was talking down lens like this, and uh, I was, I was like, real emotional. I was like, I just want you to know that you can see me, and I can see you, and Drew, and Drew's like, okay, that's a little creepy, so I can see you. <laughs> and I was like, you're right, it is kind of, it was, it was You said it nicer than that. I was it was like, very you. innocent, but it did feel like, I can see you. And you can, I mean, yeah, you can see me, oh, and like, I can see you. What's that guy, Keith Morrison? Little did you know, <laughs> on the other side of the camera was the creepy man of one full three neighborly yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was, oh yeah, from uh, <laughs> Dateline. Date like, what? Sarah, little did she know. Oh, little did you know. He can also see you. Yeah, and I was like, that is. I, I think we got to figure out a gag for that now. You've seen Bill Hader's like... Oh, it's fantastic. Uh, little did you know. Nimbly, pimbly, timbly toe down the road. Where did it go? That's pretty good. Uh, it's, is it sound? Yeah. Sound good? I just watched it. Like Sarah maybe just watch it. She watches Dateline. That's her jam. I love Dateline. Yeah, that's not my jam. Dateline 2020. Mm-hmm. I don't know that we want to... I'm not a true crime person. I can't do it. I used to watch Snapped all the time. That see, it makes oh, so much sense. But when I walk in, <laughs> if I walk into the house and my wife is is watching Snapped, I'm like, mm, she's getting plans. She's it's like, prepping. I better shape up so she doesn't have to make a plan. I'm just kidding. Oh goodness, <laughs> I get in there like this makes me. Uh, I tell a story. One of the worst early on in our marriage fights we ever had. Our old house had French doors like this. You guys can't see him, but there's French doors right here. And had these French doors, and we had a blowout, right? Uh-huh. And uh, I feel terrible about it, and I go in there, and and I don't know why it stands out to me. I've never been scared by um, Night of the Living Dead. It's just not a scary yeah. movie. The black and white, you know, it's lame. But we've fought. I've been kicked to the couch, right? And I'm laying there, and I fell asleep with something on, and I wake up, and it's literally like black and white zombies busting through like a a, a door, and I'm just oh, laying God. there like, oh my <laughs> God, alone, oh alone. yeah, I, exactly. So then I immediately apologized, like it was. So I saved my marriage. I'm so sorry. Yeah, George, George A. Romero <laughs> saved my marriage with some zombies. Isn't that crazy though? Like when you really think about that though. Yeah. I think that's terribly interesting too. I think that goes back to what I said about. I'm thinking about it's like things would be a lot scarier without Taylor in my yeah, life. Yeah, no, I get it. I totally yeah, get it. Yeah, and I think that's it's like maybe those zombies that man, that's cool. It was a little metaphor, but it was one of those things of like now I, now that movie bothers me because it reminds you know like I think back oh, and the, like mm-hmm. yeah, that was not a good uh, one of those moments. 
All right, so the show is going to drop however we want to drop it. We have not even really gotten onto a schedule, right? That's not what we're doing. We're just going to make it. I mean, we're trying. Yes, yes. But it's work tricky. in progress. Work in progress. We're working through it. That is yeah. it. Yeah. Wherever you are looking from, we're working through it. <laughs> yeah. Much like this show, it'll drop. This will drop typically after that show. Just yep. that part we have scheduled. Yep. There may be some other things that we do that are scheduled yep. for content. We'll let yep. those be surprises and unfold organically. Um, is there anything else we need to shamelessly plug or put forward that you're thinking of now? Is there anything coming up or do we want to talk about going forward? We don't have to date the show with like, Hey, I'm going to be uh, making an appearance that that doesn't do us any good, but yeah, no, I think, um, I mean, we've kind of said it through the conversation and everything, but I think, um, you know, this show is just as much for everyone else as it is for ourselves too. Um, so, uh, hearing from everyone on what they would like to see or what um yeah. something that they that they didn't get when they were a kid you know my my mom never talked to me about this my dad never talked to me about this so that maybe we can try to incorporate some of those That's things into what we're doing um because we don't have everything written and scripted right now right you know we're still coming up with those ideas and and different ways to to benefit everyone um you know and i think that's where adults can come in and say you know like i just mentioned my mom or dad or grandparents or whoever never talked to me about this when i was a kid i think it'd be really great if we could have something that falls under that category or um you know my my children are really struggling with this um at school or at home, I don't know how to approach them about it. Mm-hmm. You know, different That's things like idea. that. So we can try to come up with ideas or ways to approach those things where we can all, you know, collectively come together, put our brains together and, and come up with a way that we can maybe try to address some of those things. Um, because there's tough subjects, you yeah. know, and I don't know. I think we have a lot of teachers in our community too. Mm-hmm. So it's like, even the teachers, it's, it's like, if there's something that maybe the show could help children with that uh, you've noticed a lot of the children in your classes aren't yeah. being taught yeah. at sure. home. Simple things like, yep. well, not really simple things like tying a tie. Right. I say simple shoe. because it's simple to me because I was taught. Right. That's tying a, a complex shoe thing. Too. Tying yeah. a shoe. Tying like, a shoe. Yeah, for sure. You know, and Fred taught a lot of people, you know, and that's, that's the thing, you know, a lot of young people don't know how to shave, you know, there's, all, all of these things. So uh, there's so many things to learn. And uh, yeah. I think it's interesting. It's a great point because it was uh, what that old saying, like it takes a village to raise. It's kind of interesting. It yeah. takes a community. In this case, we have the ability. You guys have a community that has lots of intuitive competence in a variety of things that then can come in. Now we should be, we should be making like epic level kids at that point right yeah if, if you have this wonderful group of human beings that can impart all this knowledge that's why would you not want to take advantage of that and see what you can do so it's a great concept Love yeah it. all I right think it, uh, yeah i think, I think too good. like we'd love to be the voice for people that feel they don't have one yeah and a lot of times kids don't feel like they have a voice so if we can be that for them or for the parents that are struggling or for anyone really right know, i think that's something to be said too See Evelyn walking around with this. I don't know what came. And one more thing before we go. I yeah, just sure. have to say wherever we are with the camera. Yeah, you can get right here. I love you, and I'm proud of you. And uh, I could have used to hear that more growing up, and I think a lot of people would. I'm proud of you. And uh, 
I'll let you close it. I got a tinkle. So. Okay, okay. You can Joe Rogan it. All right, so from all of us here, whatever the heck this show is called, we love you and we're proud of you. Fair? I love that. Perfect. All right, that's our that's closer. Good. Until next time. Wait, wait, wait. No. Until next time. No. Little did he know the show would continue for so much longer because way down the road... He still can't stop We're talking. three little bears. <laughs> okay. Okay, we're okay. okay. And cut. Goodbye. Oh. <laughs>